0: Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app, watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube, and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. We lead off today's show with a big name signing in the AFC East. Free agent running back Ezekiel Elliott signs with the Patriots, a one-year deal worth up to $6 million. $6 million. And let's jump right on in. Joining us now to talk about that move and all things pertaining to the New England Patriots is Taylor Kyle's Pats Beat reporter and analyst for Patriots CLNS, also formerly of NFL Next Gen Stats. Taylor, how will the Patriots feed Zeke? What will his role be when they seemingly have a bell cow back and Ramondre Stevenson?
2: Yes, sir, Edward. Thank you for having me. It's great to hear that beautiful voice again. Um, But, yeah, when you think about Ezekiel Elliott, what he did well last season, you know, wasn't his best season statistically. He was down by a lot of metrics, but he did thrive when it came to short yardage. I think he was fourth in the NFL in touchdowns. Almost all of those came with goal-to-go situations. I believe he was top three in the NFL in short yardage conversions. Uh, So that's really where I think you're going to get his best. Um, I do think, based on the money, that the Patriots have more of a complementary role in mind for him, something where, obviously, Ramondre Stevenson is the bell cow. He's the one they're going to be going to a lot of the time. But they kind of ran Ramondre into the ground last season. He had a lot of touches in terms of both rushes and receptions. Obviously, he's a talented back. You want to get him as involved as possible. But because he's so talented and one of your best players on offense, you want to preserve him. So, especially with the $6 million, obviously incentive heavy, but I think the Patriots are saying, okay, we had Damian Harris, who at times Damian and Ramondre were basically alternating series uh, because they were pretty dynamic one-two punch, but then Damian Harris gets hurt as he's wont to do, unfortunately, and then they put Ramondre-Stevenson in a tough situation where he had to carry the entire load because they had two rookie backs. Now, I think they're hoping that Zeke can give them something similar where they can switch off drives and, as you feel, can still be a competent back in those situations. And then when you think about it as a receiver, Ramondre is still their best receiving back. But I actually just tweeted this. When you look at third and long yardage situations where you don't really expect the running back to be much of a factor in the passing game, really they're there to help in pass protection. That's where I think you'll see Zeke on the field because he's so good at identifying second and third level blitzers not only is he a big body that's hard to get through but he's good at just keeping the pocket clean and finding those guys and helping out his protection and his quarterback so yeah short yardage I think pass protection I think that's really his floor and the ceiling I think is him him being someone who can be someone of a one two maybe a one one and a half punch uh with Ramondre Stevenson
1: Hey, Taylor, thank you so much for joining us. Aaron Hawksworth here. A lot of Zeke's touchdowns also come inside the 10-yard line, and I was looking for a betting show uh, at his... Touched rushing touchdown prop four and a half for the season, and it seems like that's where he's comfortable. Another uh, interesting number was 375 and a half total rushing yards for the season, even if he's not going to be carrying the load. Obviously, Ramondre Stevenson will be, but some of those teams that the Pats have to play, it's cold, they're gonna have to run the ball. Do you see him going over either one of those props?
2: I do. I think those are actually pretty generous, if I'm being honest. And uh, I know that may sound kind of funky because for people following the Patriots, their offensive line hasn't been great in training camp. But a really important thing to note in that situation, obviously, running backs are one thing, but you need good run blocking as well. You know, there's a symbiotic relationship. So a lot of the Patriots offensive linemen have really been held out of practice because the team has been extremely cautious because of how valuable offensive linemen are now more than ever, uh, because once you get the backups, pretty much every team is really struggling for even, like, starting caliber talent or anything even resembling that. So, you know, Trent Brown saw his first action in padded practices where they were really competing yesterday. Um, Cole Strange had a left leg injury. Seemed fine, like he was doing all the drills, like he was exploding immediately afterwards, but they're clearly holding him out to be very cautious. Obviously, their first-round pick last year Uh, David Andrews has been solid. Mike Unwenu, who's their best offensive lineman, I think, head and shoulders, um, is on the pup list. You don't know when he's going to be coming back, but when he is, He's one of the best run blockers in football, especially in their more downhill-oriented scheme. Right tackle is a bit of a question mark, uh, but I think Riley Reeves, especially as a run blocker, is more than competent. And They've got a few guys there that can rotate, so I think Zeke is more than capable of getting four, I think, again, I think four rushing touchdowns is pretty generous. I think he's going to get more than that. Um, especially, they have a much better red zone offense with Devontae Parker, Hunter Henry, Mike Gesicki, if he's able to come back and be healthy. Uh, he suffered an injury yesterday. He was arm. We're not sure what the status is there, but uh, yeah, I would, uh, I would hit those bets because those seem like good numbers for Ezekiel Elliott and a backfield towards for Andre Stevenson and then a lot of unproven guys.
0: Bigger picture when it comes to this offense new O.C. Bill O'Brien says he wants a clean slate and it seems like that perhaps one way to create a clean slate is perhaps to run more RPOs and make it work a little bit more in that facet for Mac Jones. What are some of the new wrinkles that you are seeing for the third year gunslinger?
2: Yeah, so there's only so much we're allowed to say <laughs> because the Patriots are very, as you all know, they're very hush hush. They like to keep things internal. Um, but I can say, you know, we saw them in the preseason, so there's a little bit you can go off of. Um, you saw that Bailey Zappi had a lot of RPO attempts. You even saw with Malik Cunningham, actually, which is really interesting. Um, he was getting a lot of QB centric runs. He was really just a receiver, he's a converted quarterback. That's what he played in college. With the Patriots, they were really trying to transition to receiver, but you saw in the practice before the preseason, they were actually letting them go under, well, actually in the shotgun and get some work there and, you know, some design runs. And then in the game, you saw that they would go empty where there's no one in the backfield but Cunningham and give him the option of either throwing to one of the receivers to either side or he could run it himself and all those attempts we actually saw him just run up the middle and he's getting more and more involved in the offense in practice so I think that you know the RPO is I definitely think it looks more like a collegiate offense especially considering that Bill O'Brien when he got to Alabama was asked to incorporate a lot of Sarkeesian's offense, which is what Mac Jones played under. So he's the perfect marriage of that old school Patriots offense. A lot of their concepts are the same. Like when I'm looking at their passes, I'm like, this is right out of the 2011 playbook, but also there's a <laughs> lot of more wide zone where they're trying to stretch defenses horizontally rather than go downhill, which is what we saw almost all of last year. And as you said, there's more of that RPO where it's a bubble screen, it's a slant, it's an out, you know, if they have a good matchup, you're going to see Mac Jones exploit that. So, yeah, there's a lot of what we've already seen from the Patriots offense, but a blend of more of that college game as well.
1: What has been your overall assessment of Mac Jones? It seems to be a bit of a mystery. Some, you know, people are saying, "Hey, he could be a breakout quarterback this year," and others are like, "Fade him under on everything." Mac Jones, uh, what what have you been impressed with, and what do you think he needs to work on?
2: Yeah, I would say what I've been impressed with is his command of the offense, which people have really been praising him for. Kendrick Bourne mentioned it yesterday. Uh, Bill O'Brien, while speaking to us, said, hey, the starting quarterback is going to be the guy who executes consistently. And that's been Mac Jones' head and shoulders. He's taken all of the starting reps, um, and he really looks the part. That This is an offense that uh, is actually ahead of their installs, which shows you how well they're working together now that Mac is surrounded by a lot of veteran talent and guys who are kind of familiar uh, with learning systems quickly picking them up and being able to operate um, at an efficient level. In Mac Jones, you don't think of him as a big play guy, of course. He doesn't have the strongest arm. Uh, but at the very least, he's a game manager and a distributor. Where in Bill O'Brien's offense, that's perfect because O'Brien is a guy who gives you answers. And for a cerebral quarterback, that's what you want because Mac Jones isn't going to be scrambling back there, but he is going (laughs) to be able to process things quickly and find the best option. And that's where Bill O'Brien puts him in position to succeed. But it's also important to note that Mac Jones, when he was at his best, I think he had one of the highest big-time throw percentages per PFF in the league, and big-time throw was basically – the easiest way to say it is if it passes the eye test when like it goes downfield and you're like whoa, that was pretty that's a big time throw um and after the beginning of the season where he was kind of forcing passes and making some bad turnovers once he came back from injury he actually wasn't really making any turnover worthy throws so when you combine that a guy who's not going to turn the ball over which is even going to be more of the case in again a bill o'brien offense where he has answers and with options who he can throw to over the middle, like his tight ends, Devontae Parker. He's been really, they've been crazy in sync. in um, the intermediates and long part of the field on the boundary. So I think at the height of his powers, I think Matt Jones is going to be someone who doesn't lose games and will be able to capitalize on matchups when he finds them. Now, in terms of what he could work on, Really, I would say there are some times in camp where he does seem to be forcing passes a little bit. But at the same time, he has the mindset of this is practice. I'm allowed to make these mistakes now because, you know, I can learn it in practice where it doesn't count and not do it in the game, which is really what we've seen from him pretty consistently. Um, But, yeah, for the most part that, I think he's really doing everything that Bill O'Brien asked. Everybody's been really complimentary of him. And I think that's translated to what you see on the field. Um, so, yeah, I would say that, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say he's going to get back in the Pro Bowl as an alternate or even or anything like that, but I do think he's going to be a quarterback that teams have to respect and not just say, oh, it's the Patriots. We can sleepwalk through this game. I, I really do think this is going to be a more formidable offense than people expect.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices When it comes to the rest of the AFC East, uh, Dalvin Cook uh, signs that one year deal with the Jets, seven million dollar base, 1.6 million in incentives. Certainly not a bad deal for Cook. and I'm curious when it comes to the rest of the division, how well the Patriots can stuff the run, you know, given that they're going to be playing Buffalo twice and you know just how mobile Josh Allen is. Uh, potentially a deep backfield with the Jets. The Dolphins are a bit of an unknown. How do you feel like the Patriots stack up as far as limiting
2: the ground game for the rest of the division? Yeah, well, they were one of the best run defenses in football last year, and the only player they lost on defense was Devin McCourty. Like, obviously a huge loss, especially in terms of communication um, and reliability and just experience, especially in big games. But, I mean, the trenches, they still got all those guys, and they're even better because, you know, look, they got Keon White, who was – phenomenal in the first preseason game. Like, he's a second-round pick playing backups, but if you're playing backups, you want to see a guy dominate. And he was holding up against double teams. He's, you know, cutting into the backfield. I think he's going to be a quick impact player for them. And Marte Maku, a third-round pick not a lot of people knew about, which is fair because he went to Sacramento State. But he's a guy who got a late invite to the Shrine Bowl and really made his case known. I know uh, Jim Nagy, who runs things down there, was saying, you really know a good football player when you hear them before you see them. And Marte Mapu delivers some big hits. He's, he's recovering from a pectoral injury. You didn't see him last preseason game. But he's somebody who has been working at linebacker, been working in the slot, been working at safety. So the middle of that defense is looking really good, even better than it was last season. Um, and we actually saw the Patriots face off against Minnesota and Dalvin Cook last season. And it was Dalvin Cook's worst game by far of the entire season. They held him without a conversion. Um, and then we saw, unfortunately, they didn't get to play Brees Hall. Uh, I think that would have been a really fun matchup because he was obviously off to a phenomenal start. Uh, but I, with the Jets' offensive line, you never know how that's going to shake out. But, I mean, if I had to put my money on any of the trenches in terms of the Patriots' defensive line versus the AFC East's offensive lines, I'm taking the Patriots every time.
1: Nice. Christian Gonzalez, one of the favorites for Defensive Rookie of the Year, It's going to be tough he's got some competition but how do you rate gonzalez from what you've seen so far it's obviously the season hasn't even started but do you think he has a chance to win that award
2: yeah uh christian gonzalez stepped on the field the first day of training camp with the starters never looked out of place and quite frankly looked like the best cornerback that they've got which is saying something because i think jonathan Mm. jones He was exposed a bit last year because he's an undersized guy who was asked to move uh, to the boundary where he faced off against a lot of guys who are half a foot, at least taller than him. Um, But Jonathan Jones, still a really good cornerback. And Christian Gonzalez, like his athleticism, his fluidity. It's really rare that you see a young cornerback who isn't just athletic, but is also an intelligent player who plays to their athleticism and trusts it. And you see that from him on a consistent basis, like Even when he gives up catches, he's usually right there. And the only player who's given him significant problems is Devontae Parker. And that's because Devontae Parker is one of the best 50-50 specialists in the league. He's one of those guys who turns those 50-50s really into 80-20s. And I actually asked the Patriots cornerback coach, Mike Pellegrino, you know, what are you trying to help Gonzalez learn from those matchups where he is losing in those situations? And Pellegrino said, hey, those are learning experiences for him that are really valuable. And he's asking Devonte Parker and getting tips from him on weight distribution, hand placement, how to play those contested catch situations. Because Gonzalez has all the talent in the world, it's just he's still learning to win at the catch point and turn his tight coverage into pass breakups and interceptions. And we see every single practice when they do little warm ups, he's making one-handed grabs that look insane on a consistent basis. So the ball skills are there, and he's learning consistently. So I think he's he's definitely in the running, and I think. I would call him a favorite because he absolutely looks the part and is going to make, I think, especially the commanders, regret taking Emmanuel Forbes in for him because he's looking like stud out there.
1: (laughs) Oh, the commanders making bad decisions? Say it ain't so. How about Malik Cunningham? We have about less than a minute left. Could he be challenging for Mac Jones' backup spot after how good he looked in that first preseason game?
2: So it's tough because Bailey Zappi, Molly Cunningham recently has just been used as a runner. Um, he's really not throwing passes even though he is mixing in with the projected top offensive line. So I wouldn't say that really Bailey Zappi's job is in jeopardy because he's really still passing a lot and it seems like that's his job to lose. But as the preseason goes on, I thought Molly Cunningham looked great passing against Houston. Very poised, made some great throws, a touchdown that was dropped that was beautiful. Um, so if he continues to show that he's not just an athletic quarterback who can run, but also continues to show himself as a passer, I do think that we could have a QB2 controversy on our hands. Good stuff. Taylor Kyles, Patriot Speed
0: Reporter and Analyst for Patriots CLNS. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We have many more NFL headlines to get to, and we will do just that right after the break here on the BetQL Network.